you start again, please, Max? Yes. So anyway, so when buying, so when buying <laughs> beans, yeah, and you're a start, and you're starting up, it's your first time. You have a first coffee machine. You're starting to to get beans and uh, all that jazz, and uh, a lot of other fun stuff we said, but we we haven't recorded, so it's it's all gone. You've lost it. I'm sorry. It's all it's all Nick's fault anyway. Well, it'll be on the live stream. The live stream gets stuck on the YouTube as well. So you go back to the live stream. So you you know what what Nick has done to you to you in particular. <laughs> and um, so I wouldn't want to spend a lot of money to start with, because if you're starting out, you want to learn the basics, and you don't want it to be expensive. Why do you want to get a, a bag of beans that costs you fifteen pounds or? whatever dollars it, it's you, every time that you make a mistake it's going to be an expensive mistake you're probably going to have to work out your basics uh, and your you know your flow your, your workflow and everything why do you want to waste money so i personally would get a few would get i would like to get through a few teens of good um, supermarket brand coffee. Me, I would go for the Illy just because I'm Italian. I like it. It's actually a very good coffee when you get it because it's uh, packed under under vacuum or um, I'm not sure it's vacuum. Actually, it's not vacuum. It's Probably it's nitrogen. Nitrogen, yes. It's under um, protective atmosphere. So it's under nitrogen, which means that it's it's going to keep better than it would if it was in a bag with a vent for months and months. So I would get something like that until you start getting good coffee consistently. Then you can start exploring different coffee beans and different different beans and different roasters and all the specialty coffee you, you want after you have your basics down. Great, great advice, Max. I completely disagree. <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> I don't completely disagree. I come at it from a different point of view. Um, but it's interesting that we, we've both got the same ideas, but I'm going to come at it differently. Uh, I'm sure Massimiliano Pogliano will be very happy to hear you to say that recommends Illy Beans. If you haven't seen our interview with the CEO of Illy, then go check out our, somewhere else on our channel. Look it up there. It's all right. I mean, I, I, you can, um, Max, you can send me the check anywhere. <laughs> So, so, but that, that in, in that conversation, we talk more about the, uh, the ESG and, and, uh, and sustainability um, behind Ely Coffee. But my approach is actually, is actually kind of different. Like your, your approach makes total sense. Um, yes, it does. But like most things in, in the way I followed my life, I, I don't take the sensible route. Uh, I'm excited. I spent a lot of money on some equipment and I'm not going to be worried necessarily about now, you know, having spent all this money about doing the sensible thing and going to buy you know, supermarket beans. But let's be very clear for a second. When we say supermarket beans, it's not a derogatory term. There's actually two separations of, um, well, at least it, it, for what you'll be drinking, hopefully, there's going to be only two different kinds of grades, as it were, of, of beans. Those which are termed speciality or specialty for our, our American friends, and those which are called commercial. So commercial grade, and, and when you talk about grades, it varies to depending upon what part of the world you're in, but certainly in the West, we have, I think, a pretty much agreed um, standard 
for how beans are graded and it's graded on size and quality, number of defects. And, and then eventually they get tasted through a process called cupping and, and, and attributed a score. So when you go for anything that's specialty or speciality coffee, um, what it's really saying is it's really saying that these are at a certain standard of quality, um, certain standard of flavor, certain standard of quality, commercial grade beans, um, can have more defects, uh, maybe, um, and maybe don't have as much flavor or maybe wouldn't have the same flavor consistency as a specialty coffee. And so they can be sold a lot cheaper. And that's why you go into the supermarket and you'll see such huge price variances between these two. You go and get, you know, a pack of your local supermarket coffee and you're like, wow, that's so much cheaper. Why would I pay, you know, five times the price for that, for those beans over there? And the answer comes down to, and this is where Max was going really with it, was it comes down to, yeah, but those are a much better class of quality of coffee. But if you don't know how to extract that flavor, then then kind of what's the point? But I would say there's a, I'd say there's a there's a kind of a but to that. And and that is that um, I certainly found that part of my learning experience was 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 trying to tackle the slightly more difficult coffees. Now, if it's literally your first week of trying to use a machine, then okay, sure, go down, get yourself a nice bag or can of Illy coffee um, and and work your way through that. But once you've, I mean, Ben's had his had his machine for, for six months. Mm -hmm. I'm going to presume that he knows how to use that machine, that he's getting some kind of consistent results or he's getting some kind of results out right now. And he's ready to move on maybe to the next stage of his journey where he's like, you know what, I'd, I'd really like to see what this machine can do, what I can get out of it. So there'd probably be on a separate video, maybe then we'll do another thing about how you'd set, set up your machine and kind of things to do and, you know, making sure that you've got that consistency. With the Gaggio, it would be probably, you know, swapping out the, the OPV to, to a nine bar um, a system, mm -hmm. but also just doing basic things like cleaning. Uh, and, and looking at your grinder that you've got, um, those sorts of things. But when it comes down to beans, what I would say is, is a couple of things. First of all, if you spent all that money, be prepared to spend more money. You, you have to. You, I, I don't think you can learn how to make specialty coffee cheap. I think there, yeah. you, there, is, there, you, there is a cost attached. There's a price tag for that. So the, the first thing I'd do is say, understand the difference between specialty coffee and commercial grade coffee. You can always, as a, like if you do nothing else, you can always get better results by going to an independent roaster. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you just, if the one thing that you do is instead of getting your coffee at the supermarket, go to an independent roaster um, and buy, your, and buy your, your beans there, you're kind of almost guaranteed, almost guaranteed. Almost. Almost guaranteed to get better results. Um, so the first thing I would do is just go online and look up, you know, in your area, if you're in Denver, Colorado, look up Denver, Colorado, you know, coffee roaster, and you will yeah. find that you will have a lot. And yeah, there's, a, there's a bazillion everywhere in the U.S. I mean, in the U.S., I think there's more roasters than, uh, than coffee shops. Yeah, probably. There's a lot. There's a, there's a huge, huge ecosystem of roasters. And frankly, the same is true here, Max. I don't know. I haven't seen as many. But, well, okay, we're a smaller country, but I'm saying, you know, if you take a look per capita, I bet you we've got something you're not a million miles away. Okay. We've got a lot, mate. Yeah, you will never run out. We'll never run out. Uh, so that's my second thing. I would say, or my first thing, I would say, understand that it has to be commercial and specialty coffee, buy from an independent roaster. Mm. 
try the beans if you can buy locally go to the to the roaster and have a coffee try yeah the roasters will let you in unless they don't and like you so you know you know what it's going to taste like because one of the things we do which is sometimes a little frustrating because you always end up wondering mm, did i get it right can can i do it differently can i should i do should should it taste differently i don't know the benchmark i don't have the benchmark because i'm i'm doing it my, on my own here the roaster has is doing it on his own somewhere else and we haven't compared data mm-hmm. so i don't know how it should taste so it's a great idea so go down to your local roaster pop in and then see and also they'll give you all sorts of tips as well mhm and or if you go to uh, if you have coffee at a coffee shop you can either buy the beans from them which is an option or ask them where where do where do you get your beans they're going to tell them you will get them from a local roaster yeah and most likely they're going to tell you that it's not like they're going to lose business anyway no no they'll tell you um i was down visiting my son for uh, for lunch a couple of weeks ago and we walked around different coffee shops i'm like hey where do you where do you get your beans from and there are all roasters that i knew in the area yeah that's a really good tip but but one thing i would say is don't expect to get the same results no that's yeah i mean it'll give you a guideline but 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 you won't get the same result don't get frustrated because you're not going to get that same result as he's getting on his 10,000 pound machine with a speciality water water filter system attached you know and 2,000 pound grinders pounds being you know money pounds not not weight um so also also possibly wait so so you're not going to get the same results but it'll give you an idea of what you like which kind of brings me on to my next thing which is that understand that geographic region makes a difference and i think one of the first things that and kind of this starts to get for me exciting is to understand where the coffee has come from where it's originated from because Mm -hmm. uh you know generally because we're looking down by the equator and 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 you've got you've got quite a long belt of South American coffee, Central American mm-hmm. coffee. Um, so you could, you could start there. You could start with, I mean, Brazil's the biggest uh, coffee producer in the world. I'm not sure if they still are. Maybe Colombia is, but Brazil and Colombia both. Um, they taste different in mm-hmm. those regions. Uh, then you've got Guatemala, Costa Rica. You've got all down there. You've got tons. Dominican of Republic, if you can get a hold of it. Dominican Republic, yeah, and then you go out to. It's more rare than than a unicorn tier, but yeah, well, it's like getting coffee beans from Myanmar or Burma at the moment, um, which I'm trying to do. Um, so, so uh, Africa, that could be a place you might want to start there. I mean, obviously Ethiopia is is the common <coughs> commonly understood as the the birthplace of coffee. I am so. Uh, you've got Ethiopia, you've got Kenya, Guatemala, Tanzania, Uganda. All of those produce coffees. And when you talk about, so I, I would just say it could almost just start with the country and just say, get me an Ethiopian, because I won't say all Ethiopians taste the same. That's not true. But there's a kind of a kind you of can a sort of tell. You can kind of tell an Ethiopian, right? And yeah, you can kind of tell a Brazilian very, and a Colombian. Normally very very like which mm-hmm. i don't like <laughs> it's it's very normally popular. nick's favorite very yeah. popular well yeah. you know what okay now you go next max and i'll pick up my next one 
Yeah, I normally prefer the ones from uh, Central, uh, Central America. Yeah. So because they tend to be more kind of uh, brown notes like chocolates and uh, nut, which I, I normally prefer in a coffee. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, then I, I wouldn't know where else to go after these. I mean, just well, go and explore, <laughs> change well, temperatures, say- change things. But that, that goes into the technique, not really into, into, into the, the bean selection. Beans. Well, okay, when you get a little bit more, so I, I, there's probably something worth clarifying when we talk about countries as well, because people may get confused by some of the terminology. So let's just clarify some of the terminology here. Um, for example, people talk big about single origin. I've got a single origin Ethiopian. It doesn't actually mean a lot um, to me. Uh, so single estate does. Single origin means it's come from one country, mm-hmm. but it's probably been grouped together with lots of different beans from lots of different farms. So kind of it's, it, it sort of doesn't actually mean a huge deal. Um, yeah. From year to year is going to change. From season to season is going to change. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so the second thing, though, is to understand single estate. And now what happens is some roasters, uh, Carvetti, I know, did this recently mm-hmm. in the UK, um, will, will work with a farmer. And they'll get very, very close with that farmer. They'll, um, they'll maybe even talk to him about you know, um, uh, good, a- um, good agricultural practices and getting you know, better yields and getting better quality. Um, and so they may well have a very tight relationship with that, with, that, with that farmer. And then they may actually finance that farmer um, and, and finance. Uh, I was just working with a, God, who was it? It's a big roaster, West, West, uh, West something, coffee. West, it's a big, uh, big coffee chain in West Coast, maybe it is, in America. Um, and they sell their coffees through through King Super and Walmart and, and everything else. Anyway, um, they do a lot of pre and finance packages as part of their sort of ESG things where they'll work closely with the farmers. They'll actually finance the farmers um, crops ahead of time so that so that um, yeah, so that, that everything's managed properly. Then they'll buy them at an agreed price, make sure the farmers well taken care of um, and do it that way. But but that is a single estate. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes when you're, when you're buying coffee through, um, through that kind of direct relationship, that roaster knows that coffee intimately. And that can be an interesting experience. That can be a very interesting uh, experience. Um, so I would say understand the difference between single origin and single estate. Read the roaster's webpage because more and more of them now talk about uh, how they source their coffee um, the relationship they have, if any, and, and this is because of us, because we started raving about it, and uh, obviously everyone all responded to that. It's, it's all us. It's all us. Uh, yeah. that, that that's the reason for that. But what that means to you, because what you're ultimately interested in at the end of the day is, is whether you're getting great coffee, and um, and uh, if if somebody is just buying their beans from a trader, and then just roasting the best that they can, that's I mean that's absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but. If alternatively, someone's actually maybe even visiting the farms, working with the farmer, getting, you know, samples, you know, how they sample roast that really working closely with them, then you can sometimes get something very special. So I'd bear, I'd bear that in mind. Um, and, and then finally, I think from in terms of terminology, the other thing I would look at, 
And this would be after you've done all those things. So once you've done all of that, so you, you tried a, a Kenyan, you've tried something from Uganda, you tried something from Rwanda, something from Colombia, and you start to get a feel for, as Max was saying, you know, you go to Central America, to, to Nicaragua or wherever, and you get some coffees from there, and you've got these kind of chocolatey, nutty, which you're into espresso, makes, makes a, you know, that's kind of maybe a very popular flavor profile that you're interested in. Then, uh, and you go to Africa, and it's maybe a little bit more fruity, a little bit more acidic. Um, you can decide which one you want, hone in on that region, try more and more things. Then the next stage, the next step up in development is understanding the difference between washed uh, honey processed and naturals. If you really like the kind of, I don't know, fruity, uh, the fruity flavors, try a natural. Because mm-hmm. I love naturals. I have to say, I, well, they've been done well. I love a natural because the amount of, uh, you know, the amount of flavor you can get out of a natural is, is, is um, something else. So, so that would be the next thing I would do. Yeah, no. <laughs> Not for you, Max. Well, you know no. what? That actually, that actually says it all because this is the other thing. I think it took me a long time to, to come to realize is I was looking for, for where, you know, what, what, I guess I hadn't established my own, like what was right or wrong in my own head. And mm-hmm. I was always looking for someone else to tell me, Hey, this is a good one. This isn't a good one. And actually that's kind of, I mean, you know, you can get good and bad quality, but what you like is up to you. That that's totally your bag, right? Exactly. So, so you can't, nobody can tell you that this coffee from Chef in, in Ethiopia is good or bad. That, that's up to you to decide. You know, mm-hmm. if you like it, fantastic. Uh, my, my if you don't lady, like it, you just wasted a bag. <laughs> you just wasted a bag. And, and, you know, that's the other thing. You know, you're talking about, we're going back to the, the money question earlier. Um, I would say, you know, once you've got a feel for something, I, I, tend to buy, I tend to buy things in 250 gram bags first. Mm-hmm. If I've got an idea that I might like it, I'll immediately go back and buy either 500 grams or a kilo. And the reason being that in 250 grams, you're just about getting it dialed in. If you're lucky. For me. Maybe I take longer. Nah, I think you can, you can get it dialed in earlier than that. But yeah, if there is some fine tuning to do, if you want to change temperatures and start playing around with things, yeah. Yeah. Look, okay. If you're, if you're also, if you're starting out and you're not as experienced as you, Max, um, then it might take, it might take you 250 grams to get through, to get it kind of like to a point where you've made a few good shots. And, yeah, and, then, um, and by then you go like, Ooh, this is, this was really good. Oh, really wow. good. Oh, there's no more left. <laughs> um, so I would say definitely do consider buying bigger bags. Um, they'll also be a little bit more cost effective. Uh, and then once you after done, you know you like it, because otherwise you it's like a very it. long process. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's one other tip I've got actually. This is, this is a bit of a sneaky tip, which is if you're in a household. Actually, we should talk about whether milk's added or not, because if you if you're in a household and you've got some people drink coffee with milk, some people drink coffee without milk. Um, you you know, do bear in mind that you can have coffee that doesn't taste great without milk. Can yeah, for taste very it good doesn't taste milk. great. You mean it tastes awful? With me? No, no. I, I know. I know that that too. That too. <laughs> there are I'm some. Saying, 
coffees where that you, you think, oh, I'm going to have to put some milk in it. And suddenly it's the w- biggest mistake of your life then. Yeah, it goes both ways, right? Yeah, it can ruin your day. Yeah, it goes both ways. But the thing is, what I'm trying to say is that that um, coffee, if you're making your, if you're always making your coffee with milk, bear in mind that someone else who says, oh, this is an amazing coffee, may not be drinking it with milk. It, it, it completely changes the game. So mm-hmm. some coffee tastes amazing with milk and some coffee doesn't. Um, and uh, so just bear that in mind. Also, and this is a trick I learned a little while back, is, um, is when you're, if you're using a grinder, I said, Nike, obviously you're going to use a grinder. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I mean, that's where you're going wrong. Do not put the beans straight in the porter filter. That's your first mistake. Yeah, that, that um, might be a little too fast. Yeah. I've actually done that a few times in the morning, very early, and I like I'm putting up. I know I've literally put beans straight into the porter filter, and I start to put it in. And I think, wait a minute, I missed the step. You can't be serious. I've I've done it twice. Wow, I've got my mind somewhere else. It's four a.m. You know what can I tell you? That's why I need the coffee. Um, I, I put the, look my son had the hand grinder he forgot to put the bottom on it he spent the whole time grinding it, it went all over the floor i'm just saying it runs in the family so anyway you can always get a handful of beans and just you can do that well you yeah you put them in your mouth just chew them a chew little them. and then put some hot water in that yeah. coffee done yeah and so listen and... listen the tip oh you what what yeah then no, no, go, go ahead no okay the tip is this so if you're using a grinder uh, like an electric grinder, mm-hmm. um, the chances are it's going to have some retention. So when you come down first thing in the morning, the trick is if there's a milk drinker, somebody who drinks coffee with milk, I should say. That's the first coffee that goes out. You give them the first coffee. Because <laughs> 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 they won't notice. You just cover it all up with that milk. And because uh, it's going to taste kind of bad. It actually will taste pretty bad. That first coffee out, it's all going to be all those stale grinds from the day before. So the bottom line is, if you guys drink dr- drink coffee with milk, you deserve to, to have crap coffee. <laughs> no, you don't. Nick Basket. No, you don't. I still love 2021. No, look, before I stopped drinking milk, I used to love flat whites and, and macchiatos. Uh, they got no problem with those. But you couldn't but they, tell why it was always tasting. That, they always had that little awful aftertaste. Now you always know. always did. Now I do now. Now you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, some of the best flat whites I had when I was drinking with milk were Ethiopians, Ethiopian base with, uh, with milk on top. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, they were, they were delicious. Yeah. 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 So definitely give that yeah. a try. Uh, so that'll about wrap it up. What I want to say, um, actually, Max, is uh, actually, what I do want to say, I'm going to show a couple of copies that we're drinking here as an example. Mm-hmm. Pull over. I've got a couple of interesting ones here. I've got a new roast I'm working with as well. Um, first of all, this is oh. a new one from, not a new one. It's a new one for me. From It's Mark. a new one from you. I mean, I had that for ages. I know, years ago. I, okay, yeah. But for me, I hadn't had this. And then Adrian came. Oh, Adrian came. And he plumbed uh-huh. in my machine. So we did? I, yeah, I'm all plumbed in now. Wow. And, and check this out. Listen to this. Uh, he came and he tested the water because I had a water filter put on to, to soften the mm-hmm. water um for all of the equipment around the house and it was too soft no it's too hard still he said it's way too he showed me it was still way too hard wow um but he also then he went and he had that tested and it has stripped out a lot of the chemicals 
So that water softener also stripped out all the chemicals. All the coffee flavors were very dull. So they calibrated a, um, it wasn't a Brita they used in the end, it was something else like that, you know, when I say Brita, I don't mean like the jug. I mean, like they make speciality. Ion exchange resin. Of course, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> and it's about uh-huh. that, it's about that big and it goes yeah. under my sink and it's mm-hmm. plugged in. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Beautiful flavors. So I'm trying this, uh, I've had this Sultans from Peabury. I really like it. I love the mouthfeel for this. Uh-huh. How, thick, that, how thick and creamy it is. In the that's really nice. Really good. Um, Have you this, tried it as a pour over that? I don't do pour overs anymore. I just, you I should do a pour over with that one. It's amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get some more of it. This is a new company. They've been roasting only for two years. I've tried about five of their coffees uh, now. They're called Carnival Roasters in the UK. Mm-hmm. I've tried about five of their coffees um and i haven't no i haven't liked all of them i liked all of them some of them are like eh, this one's really interesting because let me read the flavors to you uh actually no sorry it's not that one that's a nicaraguan one i got the wrong one i can't remember the one i got oh yeah i don't have the bag for the one i got the one i got <laughs> is called la, la, la negra de something or other look that up la perla negra yes that's what how do you know that i checked your facebook Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I posted about it this morning. La Perla Negra. I thank God you're here to tell me what I say, Max. Um, at that, I've been, I've been using Max, that. scientist, coffee expert, and secretary, everything. Rolled into one. Uh, I get very good value for money, Max. Um, and uh, so, so anyway, so Carnival Roasters, that La Perla Negra, that has a very interesting flavor profile. I don't know where it comes from. It's not Nicaragua. I don't, I'm not sure it comes from it. Maybe a blend, but it's got um, it's got an aftertaste of aniseed. Ooh. Oh no, Ooh. no, it's very pleasant. It's very pleasant. Oh, that that would be so wrong for me. Me, I had an accident with with Sambuca many yeah. years ago. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. Uh, no. It's not. I, I don't think it'll bring no. it back. Like that time I got so drunk on, uh, on peppermint schnapps, uh, I passed out in someone's cupboard uh, and I couldn't get out because I was upside down. I fell over backwards at the party and uh, anyway, I couldn't get out because I was upside down and someone pulled me out in the morning and, uh, and when I went to brush my teeth, I was, I was sick because the mint, I couldn't have mint for two weeks. I could even brushing my teeth was, was, was a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> uh that's why i don't drink anymore so um actually, <laughs> that's why you don't use mints anymore <laughs> yeah that's why i don't brush my teeth anymore uh, so <laughs> listen this other one this other one from yes. carnival has been a real surprise for me it's decaf it uses uh, i'm pretty sure they use a swiss was it them or somebody else Hmm, can't remember that. Anyway, I don't remember they use the Swiss water method for decapping. Uh, I think they do. But this decaf, mm-hmm. wow. Really juicy. Maybe not for you because it's juicy and fruity. Um, they're, they describe mm. their tasting notes as dark chocolate, apricot, and sweet mandarin. Mm. So, um, and wow. Really, really good. Uh, so if you're in the UK, I do recommend um, giving the. Plus, they're, they're a lot of fun. You know, they're fun. They're nice people. 
when we go to they look fun the, the bags look fun yeah they're they're really nice i always send a little note and they send me an email and um yeah i really like them so i'm uh, going to be recommending them going forward i'm going to try some more i've got a couple i've basically taken my own advice i bought from them oh this is something else that you can look out for from roasters because this is what i did with carnival is they sometimes have a an ex an explore pack or a discovery pack mm -hmm. where you, they'll like sell you four coffees at a discount. So I got four bags of 230 grams each at a good price. And it allowed me to, to explore a bunch of different and from that. I could say, yeah, I'm not too keen on that one. Yeah. That one's okay. Oh, that one's really nice. And now I'm went and bought a couple of kilos of, um, of the stuff I like. Yeah. Aha. Uh -huh. There it is. There it is. So good old Peaberry and uh, and Carnival is what I've been drinking this last month. Pretty much stuck with those two companies. I'm very happy with it. Got no problems. Yeah. What have you been drinking, Max? I've been drinking this one. It's empty. I know. I've been drinking it. Oh, okay. Can you say <laughs> where it came from? <laughs> yeah, I've um, I got actually a kilo from uh, Darkwoods. Um, oh yeah, you've been drinking that Darkwoods. Oh stuff, yeah. Huh? So I, uh, it's the. Um, Deer Hill, which is a blend, and yeah. it has robusta in it, a lot and more it's well. amazing. Yeah, it's actually really, really good. It's very easy to dial in. It makes amazing coffee. Makes amazing cream on top. It's it's a, it's like picture perfect coffee, and it comes out really nice. I really like it. It tastes just the right amount of um, um, chocolatiness. Mm -hmm. Uh, it tastes really good with with milk as well. It makes an amazing cappuccino. That that's brilliant, and it's cheap because it's got robusta in it. So it's actually, uh, I think, uh, on their website, a kilo is around twenty two pounds. That's pretty very good. good because you'll pay about thirty two pounds yep. for from other places. But don't hold me on that because I do not remember the price. But it's about. It's, I think yeah. it's around twenty something pounds. Yeah, which is. Very I think good. you'll see you'll start seeing a lot more companies coming out with robusta blends because there's um, obviously an arabica shortage. I think Brazil. it makes sense, and it's. Uh, I mean, it's good to have you know it's good to have arabica and everything, but um, do you really want to go only on arabica? Is it is it actually the way forward? Can you blend it with uh, with robusta? Does it make good coffee? Mm. Kind of does. Well, you know, at my cafe we had a, a heavy robusta blend. Um, because that's what people expected their coffee to taste like. Yes, but you know? if if you if you dilute it with a little robusta, the arabica will go longer, and you will probably put a little less strain on uh, on farmers as well and on uh, on farmlands. Well, so yeah, so it as a as a greener option. Well, it, it it's I'm not sure it's necessary. Well, it is greener in some respects because people are if they're and we're kind of going slightly off topic here, but when people are growing arabica. Uh, if they are, if they deplete their land, and this is where good agricultural practices become very important, because generally farmers don't have either the tools, investment, equipment, or knowledge um, to to apply those practices. And so, what they do is, when their land's pretty much depleted, is they just go further up the hill, and that causes more and more sort of deforestation and everything mm -hmm. else as they clear land for for planting new arabica. Um, whereas robusta is a much hardier plant and can be grown at lower altitudes and can be grown to, even if it's a bit hotter, doesn't need as much, you know, 
you know, water and whatever else. And it's, it's more dis- less disease prone, which means you get higher yields um, mm-hmm. potentially. And, uh, <clears throat> and, and so for many reasons, Robusta can be a, uh, a more sustainable um, plant to, to, to go with. But certainly, even just from a taste point of view, it's a, um, it, it adds, a, it adds a, a sort of a bit of a, that coffee kick. If, if you're not used to, the, to the, the subtleties of lighter roasts and you have the equipment and expertise to bring out all the character of those lighter roasts, mm-hmm. um, probably not a bad place to start with is a Robusta blend. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, Max. Sorry. I was going to wrap it up. <laughs> I said you were going to say something. Well, I've been drinking another coffee, but it's okay. No, no, no. T- tell us about your coffee. Um, I've been actually drinking a, a, a coffee I got from Cornwall because I was on holiday in Cornwall. And it's uh, a called Heligian Blend, which was roasted a month ago, unfortunately. Okay. I found it on the Heligian Gardens, which is probably they've been brewing it in there. I mean, brewing it, sorry. They've been um, roasting it to sell on the on the farm shop of the Heligian Gardens. It was pretty nice, actually. It's 100% uh, Arabica. Tastes good, relatively fruity, but it's a blend, so I have no idea what's in it. I didn't look it up. But it was it was nice. Tiny, tiny beans. So tiny I, pre- beans. I presume it's African. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that right? The African have because um, it, it comes down to altitudes, doesn't it? A lot of it comes down. Yeah, to... but I've noticed that normally the when the beans are very tiny, they tend to be from they tend to be Arabica from Africa because um, the the beans that we get from Central America they tend to be much bigger. Yeah, I don't know if it's say. because of heat or temperature or height. I have no idea. No, I don't really know either. I mean, bigger beans are supposed to be sweeter, and, and but it depends on the variety and and you know the, the origin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my my friend, let's wrap it up. What we'll do is I'll contact somebody else. Uh, I'm going to find some good beans for Ben in the mm-hmm. US. Um, send him over some beans. Starbucks. Uh, yeah, you're going to get. <laughs> so uh, well, well, congratulations. Uh, you've won a kilo of McDonald's coffee. <laughs> Actually, McDonald's isn't bad. They, they use the Rabrica blend. And you, you, you also want a kilo of um, um, Nescafe Instant. Yeah, can you imagine? Can how, you imagine? how much coffee can you make with one kilo of Nescafe? I get lots of anger. Is it a lifetime supply? Anyway, let's leave it there, Max. I'm going to talk to you next week. Uh, I am going to, this week, I'm going to, I'm going to um, finish the, the carnival coffees that I've got. And then uh, I'll contact somebody else for, in, hopefully in the UK, for all this kit. We'll get it out there. And then next week we'll launch a, a new giveaway. How does that sound? All right. All right, my friend. Did you mow the lawn? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good man. All right. Now I have to soon. wait for, for everyone to pick it up. You didn't, you didn't pick it up. Well, no, I picked it up, but they did. There's no uh, drivers that come with the truck to pick it up. Oh, we're out of petrol. No, we're out of drivers. We're out of drivers and petrol. No, just drivers. Okay. Yeah. All right, my friend. I'll talk to you next week. See you.